You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the clutter-free home process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Tidy Revival podcast. I am your host, Carly Adams. I'm a home organizer based in Sacramento, California, and I am so excited to bring you the very first episode of what I hope are many episodes. I just, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be here with you today, talking to you about what I love. And so I'm just going to jump into today's episode. We're going to get on into it. And today we're talking about decluttering your life and how it can invite ease. And basically what I want to dig into for this very first episode is to talk about why decluttering matters, because I believe wholeheartedly that it does. The thing about decluttering is that it's actually emotional work. And I think people are really surprised at how emotional it is versus what I think a lot of people think it's going to be more about, and that's the beautification of things, but it's really, really emotional. I'm going to back up in my story because I've been a home organizer for almost five years now and organizing for longer. When I first got started, I really, I was excited to help people in their homes. I was excited to help people simplify, but I also felt like I really needed to make sure that I wowed people with the systems that we were going to implement. It hadn't clicked yet that the best thing that I could do was just make things super, super simple. I thought I needed to just wow people with things that they'd never seen before. I also felt a lot of pressure to walk into a space and mentally have it figured out and mentally just be like, okay, I know the answer. This is how it's going to be. And what I found was that over 90% of the time, if I walked into a space and thought of a plan that everything changed dramatically, once we started decluttering, I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I could walk into a closet and I could see a lot of bags and say, okay, this client is going to need a solution that really features a lot of bag storage, right? Because they obviously love bags. There's a lot of bags, but When we dig into it, maybe I'm with the client and they realize that they don't actually love using bags. They love shopping for bags and it's something that brings them joy. They love shopping for them. They love giving them to their friends. They love the experience of buying leather goods while on vacation in other countries. That could be a realization. So if as we go through, they realize, okay, I actually don't want to keep most of these. I'm going to donate some. I want to give some to my friends. I want to use a few, but I'm going to end up with a lot less than when we started. And again, these are client decisions. This isn't me walking into a space saying, get rid of these masks. But then the solution that we end up with is going to be very different than what I might have envisioned going into it. And so I realized that decluttering just has to be at the basis of it all, because what we truly use, want, need, and love, and you're going to hear me talk about that all the time. That's what we should keep. And the other things are things that we should re-examine. 
right? Okay, so let's talk about decluttering as the foundation. So after a while of working my business, it really clicked. And now this is why I not only talk about decluttering as the foundation of everything we do in Tidy Revival, which is my home organization business. It's why I've chosen to focus on that. I mean, I love creating beautiful systems. Everybody loves a beautiful after. Everyone loves it. It's fun. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. But where my heart truly is, is helping people who are feeling overwhelmed with having too much stuff and having, helping them through it. So like I said, now this is why I talk about decluttering as the foundation of everything we do. It's the most important thing to me. Helping people work through their stuff is more important to me than having pretty afters on Instagram. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. Okay, so we found that when we declutter, we're able to create super simple systems and emphasis on the word simple. And if you follow me for long enough, if you are one of my students, if you are one of my clients, you will hear me talk about creating simple systems. The goal is to make them as simple as possible so that more people in your household can help keep them up and that they're not so complicated that parents have to be the gatekeeper of everything organization related, or you can't get any help or nobody knows what's going on. We really want to simplify everything as much as possible. And I found that this allows us to do things. I've worked in a lot of kitchens where when I get started with people, when we first look at the space, the main complaint is there's a not enough storage space. Like we hate this kitchen. There's not enough storage space. We think we might have to remodel. Let's look into it. And the remodel isn't, it's not because of cosmetic or, oh, it's really old. It's really like about the storage space specifically. If there was more storage space, it would be fine. We wouldn't need to remodel, but because there's not enough storage space then we feel like we can't. And then when we declutter, we've found the storage space. I've seen this happen so many times. We found the storage space in things like um, cabinets filled with appliances that people don't actually use, or even with a lot of items that are kept out of habit or guilt, gifts received that people don't actually want, but feel bad about it. Space reconfigurations, just prioritizing things in a different way and figuring out what could actually go elsewhere, what would make more sense elsewhere, what is taking up prime real estate that doesn't need to because it's not used frequently. And then just some random cabinets. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen a cabinet filled with paper bags from the grocery store. They just accumulate. They're taking up a whole cabinet. It's very common. If you are like nodding along, it's very common just so you know. So we're able to create that space and get it back and realize that we do have plenty of space and needing no more storage space. Wasn't really the answer. The answer was examining what we have and figuring out what serves us and figuring out what doesn't. Right. And we're just through that process, able to simplify day-to-day life. Honestly, it feels like magic sometimes. <laughs> and I really enjoy helping people through that process. So that's why we're digging into it here. It's super, super, super important to me. This episode is brought to you by the clutter-free home process. My online course community that teaches you the process I use with every client including how to declutter and get things out of your home. Yes, including the tough stuff. 
create simple systems and maintain it. All of this comes with personalized support and accountability along the way for a full year in a private community. Learn more at tidyrevival.com forward slash course. Okay. Now I want to talk about how this has affected my personal home life, because it's one thing to hear how it it affects other people, but I know that it's more, it's going to be important for you to understand like where I'm coming from too, especially if this is the first time we're meeting, right? Because, because you don't know my backstory and that's fair. So I know that I'm going to get into it way more in the future too. I know I will, but something that you should know about me up front is that I am not an organized person naturally. Anyone who has known me for a long time can tell you my three sisters will tell you, my parents will tell you, none of this comes naturally to me. This is all learned skills, which is why I feel confident other people can learn it. Cause I had to learn it also. So long before I was an organizer, I was chronically disorganized in every aspect of my life. Like everything, time management, clutter, finances, everything. I didn't have good systems. It was very, very stressful. And I had a lot of stress and anxiety around all of these areas in my life that didn't have systems and were just a mess and kind of on the brink of collapse at any given moment. So it wasn't until I started decluttering and organizing that I found so much ease along the way. I'm going to give you one example of like a thousand getting ready in the morning. I remember vividly that getting ready in the morning was like a full blown affair every single day. It felt painful. It felt stressful. I constantly felt like I had a closet with nothing to wear. If you're nodding and you can relate to this, I feel you. I felt that every single day. I felt like it took me so long to find an outfit that went together, that I felt fit me. That was, I felt confident in that fit, I don't know, whatever the occasion, the weather, la, 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 la every morning. It was like, it was just a mess. A few years ago, I really got into, this was even after I started getting organized. It was way after I started getting organized. This is probably around the same time that I was like deciding to become an organizer. I still hadn't really delved into the seasonal wardrobe situation. And I'm sure I'll dig into this much in more depth at some point too. But in 2017, I ended up doing some extended traveling with my husband and it was really eye-opening because of the extended travel. I ended up being in a couple of different climates for long periods of time with one bag and just the one bag just needed to happen. And I thought that was going to be the most painful part of the whole process, but it wasn't at all. It just actually freed me up in so many ways to just get ready easily every morning. I didn't have to think about it because everything that I had brought was so carefully curated. It had to be so that I could fit it in this bag. And it wasn't even like a large suitcase. I'm talking like a backpack, like a backpacker's backpack, but backpack nonetheless. And, and I used it to travel for five weeks and then seven weeks. And there were two different climates. When we finished with those travelers traveling, I was completely hooked on this concept of having a capsule wardrobe. It just made everything so much easier. And I was like, okay, well, I can expand it a little bit from having just a backpack now that I'm landed and everything, but I have not looked back. So what is that? Five years. Oh my gosh. Five years. 
that flew by. And I've had a capsule wardrobe, like a sinal wardrobe switch. I do it four times a year. It has changed my life. It has simplified things. I can pick an outfit in less than five minutes. It's no big deal because every season, what is in front of me fits it's in season. It's weather appropriate. I know I love it. I know I look good in it. I know I fit in it. I know it doesn't need to be repaired and it's a smaller collection, but it's curated. There are some things that maybe don't make the cut for that season, but what's in front of me is what I have to select from. I'm not selecting from like everything that I own and the extra items are stored somewhere else. For me, it's just cleared up a lot of mental bandwidth. There are a lot of things that we don't realize it, but even the micro decisions of making, deciding what to wear every morning, when you're looking at a lot of options that don't necessarily need to be part of the decision-making. If it's the middle of summer and you're digging through 15 sweatshirts, your brain is still saying yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Every single time you're touching those items. So to just remove the things that don't actually make sense and need to be part of the equation, just frees up your mental bandwidth. So like getting ready, boom, done. Now the process that I use, that's not going to be the right choice for everybody. If you're listening to that sounds painful, you feel like you're more of a fashionista. You want to have more selection. I get it. It's not the right choice for everyone. And that's fine. My job isn't to tell you, this is how I do it. This is how you should do it now. You're going to hear me talk a lot about the word should. I don't like it. It can be very triggering for people <laughs> to be honest. And, um, at some point I'll be talking about why you need to not be shooting all over yourself because it's just dangerous. We have enough in our lives where, you know, oh, I should be doing this. I should be, do-. it's a guilt written word. No, screw that. We're not doing it, but I will tell you how I do things and how I feel they work for me and how they've helped me. And you can decide for yourself if that sounds good or not. If it doesn't sound good, if it sounds painful, don't do it because you live in your house. I don't live in your house. I say that to people, clients, students all the time. So yeah, a lot of ease around getting ready in the morning. And again, that's like example one of a thousand of how my life has changed since I've streamlined things, since I've decluttered first and then found a simple system that works for me. And in addition to easy, other reason that this work is so important is that it's actually emotional, right? And that's actually, that's the whole purpose behind this podcast is to talk about the why behind the work. Cause that's more important even than the how. The how is really important because that helps you get it done. But there's a lot of information on there about the how. So I wanted to start this to talk about the why. A lot of stuff that goes into the clutter around us can deal, have to deal with trauma, with difficult chapters in our life, with guilt, remorse, shame, and of course the word that you're going to hear more than anything else, because it's the word that people say to me when we start working together. However, we work together. Overwhelm. Overwhelm is the number one word that I hear when I'm first connecting with people. So my role is to help people work through the physical items. And sometimes that means that we're recognizing when we should bring in others, therapists, specialists. One thing about this podcast is that we're not going to talk about hoarding. So if you're listening now and you're hoping to hear about hoarding, it's not going to happen only because that's not the type of work that I do. I do get inquiries, all organizers do about hoarding situations, but it's more specialized work. And so those potential clients are 
or potential students or people that I'm referring to other folks who specialize in that work. So you won't hear me go into it. We will talk about a lot about clutter. We will talk about even in the realm of what we call in the bills, extreme collecting, but not hoarding. It's a spectrum. At some point, it just goes into a realm that we don't work with here. So no matter if you're dealing with a little clutter, a lot of clutter, as you're working through your physical items, you're going to find that you're working through your emotional blocks too, right? Emotional blocks hold us back. And sometimes they can manifest in clutter and they just go hand in hand, right? So my goal for you is to have, you know, number one, as we get started, that you are not alone. Truly. I see the same kind of stories play out again and again with clients and students. And so my hope and my goal for this space is to bring you some of those stories And some of these people, maybe we're working together. Some of these people are maybe just people that I know who have been going through it and sharing their experiences. I also undoubtedly will be talking about some organizing tips along the way because I can't help it. I can't help it, guys. I'm really excited to bring you conversations with some of my colleagues in the industry with things that we see all the time. And I'm just excited. I'm really excited to have you here. So thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe. So you're always going to have access to the latest updates and episodes until next time. Remember that you got this. Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by Carly Adams and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song, Maverick, is by Dresden the Flamingo. 